Welcome, welcome back to Jacques Talk. Today's episode is the audio from an Instagram live video that I did with my dear friend, John Tucker for Jacques Talk. He was one of our first guests to be on the show and he is a tremendous artist, musician, and also somebody that I've written many a song with. So I love him and I love his authentic opinion. And so this is just our conversation with each other about what's going on in America and you kind of just get to peek into our world. So sit back, enjoy, and when you're done, make sure you follow me and John um, on Instagram. All right. Love you guys. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, Parker. Hi. Oh, hey, John. Okay. Go dive with John. Hi, you, John. To the conversation. To the conversation. Hey. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are this you? This is my friend, John. Desi. Um, also, just so everybody knows, there is a, a third person in the conversation. She's Our girl. She's just work with us. She's gonna. Our favorite girl. She wants to learn. She didn't wanna. She didn't wanna nap. So this is my niece. She's also a mixed girl. So. Yes. Mixed girls unite to this conversation. Good morning, my friend. So if you hear squealing, it's a baby. Good morning. Good morning. Can How you hear are me? you? Well, let me just. I'm good. How are you? Um. Okay, that's the answer. Yeah, you know? that's my answer. <laughs> that's just... the, the general answer that we've been giving each other all week once. Because we do this every I... day, me and Stephanie. We talk every day. But... Every day. I just go. <laughs> every day. Every night before I go to sleep, I go, another day done. Another yeah. morning to fight. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, what's, what's tomorrow? You know, it just makes you wonder that. I mean, that's just 2020 as a whole, but definitely the given situation. It's just like. What happens tomorrow, you know? Yeah. That's that's really what I've been saying every day. I'm like, okay, there's yeah. going to be a reason for us to talk tomorrow because something's going to happen. Exactly. Happen. I mean, and even if there wasn't anything, it would just still be the situation at hand. You the know? situation that's going on right now. Yeah. It's, it's um, definitely like waking up and just going to Twitter. Like, that's my morning routine right now. Well, you that's know? all Seeing what's trending because, like, that's like, the so breaking news. Yeah, I'd be online like, uh -huh. I'm so tired. Like, this is this is a lot. And I'm like, welcome. Welcome exactly. to life. Welcome, welcome to the real world. To, yeah. Welcome to America. World. I'm glad exactly. you are finally seeing that. Um, exactly. We're pretty dang racist. And um, yeah, I mean, not even and it just is America, exhausting. It's just the world. The world, you know? We live the in a, um, we just live in a white power fueled world. And that's just it. And it's crazy. And it's like to say it even out of our own mouths, because we've been a product of it, you know, and have been opposed by it itself. It's like it even sounds crazy coming out of my mouth that we live in a white power fueled world, you know, it's, but it's like you have to face the truth. You know, you got to face the facts to get past it. So this world yeah. is built for white men. Yeah. This well, it was built for all of us, you know, and then somewhere along the way, you know, they <laughs> well, yes. in and they were like, let's get ahead while we can, you know. But, and that was way back in the day, you know, and that goes way back. There's literally moments in history that 
you know, pretty much every moment in history where we can go back and see where, you know, white power itself and systemic just oppression and classism, you know, has been at play. And it's just insane. It's not just American history, you know? No, no, it's yeah. not. And that's why I also think the world is standing up right now. I mean, mm -hmm. the only country that has addressed it face on is yeah. South Africa and apartheid. Wow, with apartheid, yeah. With apartheid, and they... Um, Can you talk about that just a little? Because I don't think a lot of people know about that. Well, okay, hold on. Sorry, there's a girl. Um, with apartheid, there in South Africa, this all was going on, and you could not be white. You had no rights. I mean, you could not be black. Sorry, you could be white. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Nelson Mandela was a key player in that. And most people have heard Nelson Mandela and they say, they don't know a lot of his story. They don't know um, how much he gave his actual, actual life um, mm -hmm. behind bars to stand up for a movement. Most exactly. of his life was spent behind bars, folks. Um, peacefully, mostly, right? Peacefully. peacefully. He wasn't violent. Right. But, yeah. but to say, most of the people that have fought this movement have not been violent. The media has portrayed them as violent. That's a whole other side conversation, but exactly. we could go into Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Like they aren't yes. violent human beings. Um, because that's, yeah. I think it's like, it's when you're fighting the power, whether that's like physically or just, you know, by voting and by doing those things to them, I think just in a place of power, they see it as like, you know, a threat, whether, and they, they see it as physical because it's so alarming to them to see people mm -hmm. be educated and be like, you know, I want to stand up and I want to, you know, make sure this doesn't happen in South Africa. And I'm going to give my life for it. And I'm willing to be a sacrifice that we shouldn't even have to be, but that we are, you know, with our lives and with our time spent in jails for doing peaceful things and doing the right thing. It's just, it, it blows my mind, you know? It, it's, and what he did, South Africa has actually made amends. They have laws. They have yeah. apologized. Mm -hmm. The government has apologized for the oppression. Yeah. Our government hasn't even acknowledged the oppression. We haven't even got to the apology. You have to acknowledge something is wrong to even get there. You've had certain yeah. political people and certain um, stances where they have given us ounces of what they call an apology, but there's always a but. Yeah. We have not had a blanket apology for, yeah. for stealing us. I mean, even as for far as policy, it's like when you have the Civil Rights Act, it's like, what? You know what the president comes forth and says at that time is like this is what's been going on and this is just what i'm going to say is going to be going on from here on out but i'm not going to necessarily address it and say that it shouldn't have happened you know and say mm -hmm. that this isn't how america was built you know so i think that's kind of where we went wrong and i'm gonna i'm not gonna say wrong because there's no way that we can take away from the civil rights movement that has already mm -hmm. gone on, you know and that has still been just been fueling for years but that started you know with dr king rosa parks you know malcolm x all that stuff yeah. And it's just like, you know, they do. They give you a law, a very blanket law, and they say, this is going to take care of you. You know, it's not reparations. It's not aid. You know, it's not programs. It's just like, I'm going to tell my people that this is not okay, but I'm not going to hold them accountable to it. So I'm not going to hold the police accountable to the law that I'm giving. I'm just going to say it. So at least when they come, come at us, we can say we said it. It is the law. Even if we don't follow it, it's the law. And that's the thing. It's like when the law that's is no where... longer protecting you, what is the law to you, you know? Well, that's why they say holding you accountable. Let's, we could take it back to when Lincoln freed the slaves. Like, you can free those slaves, but how are you implementing their freedom? 
How are you implementing Hello? their education? <laughs> like you just give them a pat on the back and you're like, go ahead and run free, boy. Run free. That's like, run free. Like, like, go free. You have no education. Hello? You don't know yeah. how to read. You don't know mm -hmm. how society works. Yeah. Found fail. Like, and, and I they were supposed to give. And they were supposed to give each slave, you know, like a few mules and then land parcels, you know, and all that good stuff that was supposed to be sort of reparations for slaves. Because, you know, with the Native Americans, you have, you know, the Trail of Tears, which ultimately led to them basically being forced out of their land to march across the country to another piece of land and, and go to a reservation that the government had set aside for them and given them. You know, that was just, it's still not, it's not repayment. It's nothing. It doesn't atone for it, you know, but it's like with us, we, a few people got that. But they just, they really just let us virtually go and like did not keep track of us. And it's just insane, you know, and it's just like, here we are, you know, hundreds of years later and like, just not a lot has changed for us. And it's just the reality, you know? Well, yesterday when my conversation, um, my friend Sarah said, she's like, you just want the cops, like the issue that's right now, you just want the cops to protect you as much as they protect me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I want... I want safety too, folks. Yeah. I want to to feel safe. I want the benefit of the doubt. I want to know that the government and the cops and the system is wanting me to win just as much yeah. as my white mom to win. Yeah, like, exactly. But and I want not. to be innocent until proven guilty. You know. Yes. And I want my right to like you know due process. And I want my I want my jury. You know. And I want to be able to go in town hall and voice my opinions, which in Nashville they weren't able to do the other night because they were called you people. And they were yes. saying that they were doing bad politics by what they were doing, even though they came there peacefully, ready to speak, educated, and that ready is to politics. speak. You are supposed exactly. to voice. That is the, the point of our... So, the but it's bad to them. It's, it's threatening. It's threatening. Yeah. You know? Well, when you threaten the status quo, you're going to face opposition. And, exactly. And that's why you get riots. You get uprisings. You have peaceful as well. But you mm -hmm. get that because when you start pushing against somebody's power, the man. The yeah, man. when you push next, yeah. when when people are like, you, if they get you this, I, I lose something. Then yeah, they then they're like, oh wait, we got to shut them down. Even with curfew, exactly. you got to shut them down. You got to put exactly. them in a little box. You got to protest in these hours. Suppression, which is what illegal, right? Suppression. Yes, yeah, that's what they supposedly. Did. So illegal. it's just like our riots are literally in it. That's what I try to tell people. I'm like, yeah, we might be talking about black people in America, but this is everybody across the world that has been affected by white oppression itself, you know, yeah. just the root of it and the systemicness of it. So it's like, it's, it's, it's America and we're fighting for black lives, but this is a human race issue, you know? So what we're talking about is human rights and just injustices against humans for no reason, you know, for the, for the purpose of power and oppression. So we're coming against that and it's like, I think people sometimes tune out, but it's like, we're fighting for your rights too, because your rights are being violated too, okay? Because yeah. there were white people the other night in Nashville Town Hall that went to go speak, their rights were also violated. They were also not allowed to go and, you know, literally speak in a town hall like you should be able to. So it's like, we're fighting for everybody. It's just in America, the catalyst is black people, but it's a human race issue, you know? And the world is waking up, it's not just us, because the world knows that it's happened to us too. You know, yeah. it's happened, like you said, in South Africa, in Germany, with Jewish people, it's happened everywhere, you know? And it's like, how were they even in Africa, you know, the black people's continent, right? And they were literally trying- That's where we all came imperialism from. and colonization, which has been systemic shit for years, you know? So they went in there and said, y'all can have the North, we, we, we want the South, you know? And that's why there's so many white people in South Africa today, 
because of what? Colonization, gentrification, all the Cation words that we hear all the time, and we don't really know what they mean. Like, this is what makes our world, and this is what shapes our world. And it's so important that we are educated and that we know how the system works so we can change the system, break the system, do all that we need to do, you know? Yes. Even when yeah. um, the tornadoes hit Nashville, and mm -hmm. my first fear was, oh, the, the black population here, their area was hit the worst because they they have the least amount of infrastructure and budget going to that area. And they got the least and I'm publication. Like, and I'm like, like they got the least media come shares. In. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to try to come in and buy these properties cheap Always. to gentrify it and kick them out. Exactly. I'm like, folks, yeah. open your eyes. Exactly. Open your eyes and realize exactly. that. It's so rooted what? in our society and the things that we just do daily that seem normal to us, but like the root of it itself is systemic white oppression from back in the day. You know, and it's like, even some of the people that do these things like gentrification, like they're not going into it with that mindset. And like, even some no. black people are on policies and like investors that go and do it too. And it's not just a black thing, but the, the, the spirit of it, it's literally rooted. So you have to understand it to know what, how it's really working in our societies today too. It's so yep. important. Everything that is done is rooted a to purpose. Benefit. And it's been planned. Like it's not yes. by happen chance. Like it's happening today for a reason, you know? Every, every policy, like it's just, and they tell us what these policies are for, but even under that, they have hidden things that they're trying to accomplish. There is an agenda at all times, especially when you're dealing with just politics. In America, there's just always an agenda. And that agenda is rooted in what? Systemic white oppression. That is the spirit of it, that is the root of it. It's like, how do you fight it? What do we do, you know? The only thing we know how to do for real is that we've been told to do is just be peaceful and vote. Okay, so mm -hmm. there's the first option, you know, and then the second thing that I think happens, which happens in other countries, it just doesn't happen in America, is radical revolution and wanting that. But they make us think because we live in the land of, of the free, you know, because it's just not that bad here, you know, like it's America's good. And there's other places that maybe they have racial equality, but like the quality of life sucks. So like, don't you want to live in America? Don't you just want to be grateful? Don't you just want to strap up your bootstraps and go get the dream for yourself? What if it's harder for me to go get the dream, though? And what if in the end, I'm never able to accomplish what I should actually be able to be accomplishing? That is the issue. And that's why we're here, you know? Well, that's it. speaking of like two of the things you just said, one voting, I think, mm -hmm. yes, everybody needs to vote. You need to vote yep. in every election that you Which have. Which the voting registration, um, voting registration links are in both of our bios. So feel free yes. to go and register today, please. So register, you can check if you're registered. You can check if your address is correct. You can do all that. It's so simple. Yes, and it's important to show up for every election. And just so you know, if you're in Tennessee and you have not registered, if you don't have a Tennessee license, like I don't have a Tennessee license, I have a California license, yeah. um, you have to do it by mail. You have to, or go in person and register. You can't do it online. Um, but other states, you can do it online pretty simple. There, I know there's a lot of people. I'm in California right now, so I just wanted to state that. Um, Secondly, when they, when you are voting, it's not just voting. I know that a lot of information is hard to find in a lot of things, but you got to know that that city council representative, your local mayor, your vice mayor, like all of that, mm -hmm. that impacts your budget. Like that mm -hmm. impacts your direct community. Like mm -hmm. the president, yeah, he- Federal. Please, please State, vote for the local. president. But 
But if you don't vote in that small election, a lot of the things yeah. you see day to day in your actual day to day life will be affected mm -hmm. dramatically. They have control over yeah. a lot of money, a lot. Yeah. And if we really want to rock the vote, like this time around, we just have to rock the whole thing. Because even if we get in there on a federal level, you know, if we have people fighting us at the state and it doesn't. And I want to I'm not telling you to, who to vote for because there are good Republicans and there's good Democrats, too. And guess yeah. what? There's white, you know, systemic oppression in, Dem in, Demo in Democrats, too, in the Democratic Party. Yes, there so is. you really got to just know your people and know what they're rooted in. And politicians, a lot of them are just what? Corrupt, you know, okay. So how can we see past it? You know, what do we have available to us? It's like, these are the things that we have to go and research for ourselves. You know, these are things that we're doing to help the cause. More than just posting, I'm sorry, a black square, hello. You know, like, what else did you do on Tuesday? I think that's the question. And a lot of people just didn't do a lot, you know? And a lot of people did do a lot. And I'm so thankful for that, you know? But, and the work has to continue, you know? So this is the work. This is having conversations on display for people to come and just get educated, you know, mm -hmm. having the conversations at the dinner table, having the conversations with your peers. And if you're white, if somebody says the N word or just says something and just saying, you know, hey, I'm not with that anymore. And I'm just letting you know, and not even having to fully confront them and go into the spiel, the spiel. It's just like, I'm not down with that. And that's not cool. And that's that it. needs to happen. And and I've had world. those conversations this week with <laughs> with some of my white friends from, from back home. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a white neighborhood and I've had to say, I see your silence. That's all I've had to say. Like I see, I see yeah. your silence. Exactly. Don't exactly. say that you are my close friend. Don't say that you are my ally and be silent. Hello. Don't say you're in my inner circle because you won't be in my inner circle. And, and don't tell me the reason you're not speaking is just because I'm just not ready yet. There's a lot of information out there and I just need to process it for myself. Okay, because it's like, okay, that's fine. Well, your peers that you say that you agree with and if you're really trying to ally, they're saying it very eloquently and beautifully for you. So if that means you reposting something, you should still speak up because the thing is we post what we want to post every day. You know, yep. so it's like, why when something important comes along, do we, we don't like to use our platforms. And like, but it's society telling us that that's not the right thing to do. And here we are telling you, we have to relearn it is. That is the right thing to do. When there's that's a call to action, no matter what it's for, you go for your people. Because and these are all And that's how we learn what we are doing. Like when you think exactly. about when Rosa Parks, everybody knows who Rosa Parks is. Do you know how people stood up for not everybody. They, not everybody. Well, you should know who Rosa Parks is. And she is also not the first person that did that, but she was the best person to use for the cause. Yeah, she was the best face, definitely. an old black lady, an older black lady. And she, yeah. people stopped taking the bus and public transportation, you guys. For, the system. for a long time. Get where it hurts, the money, the pockets. And they, and they had to get government help to keep that system running because yeah. people stop taking it. Like, look at where you're spending your dollars. Exactly. Very important, very important. Like, so. look at where you're spending your dollars and look at where you, if you don't have dollars, your posts are your dollars. We're gonna exactly. Start. There are ways you can support without money. It's just like finding those ways and being resourceful. It's like, we, we're resourceful for us, for ourselves and for our own, you know, motives and what we want to do for ourselves. But it's just like, when it comes for the common good of the people, because we've been trained to just be selfish, you know, and it, it's, yeah. it's a human, 
it's in us. It's, it's, it's in us to be selfish. So we have to challenge it, you know? So it's like, why not use your platform for the day? You know, and why yeah. not use your life? You know, when you're doing shit for yourself, just be like, how can I look out for my neighbor too? You know, that's okay. Yeah. And it's like, we have to get that. That has to be the common like mood, you know, of just all humans. Like that has to be our vibe. That has to be the norm. It's like, we're just helping people. Because right now I just feel like as a society and just even a world because of the way we've been conditioned, we're not there. We're not there. So I think this display and this, this protest was so much more than just Black Lives Matter. You know, it was letting people know at the top, we see you. And we're not fully awakened. We don't know everything, but we see you. We see and you and we're saying no more. And eventually you die off and we see you, you know? Well, I appreciate even like LA Pride. Like they're using yeah. their stance to stand with Black Lives Matter. Like realize oppression is oppression. And mm -hmm. if we don't deal with the root, which is race in this country, we, mm -hmm. we can't even build and deal with any of the other oppressions that we've been, that are happening. Exactly, exactly. Because even when we're dealing with like LGBT and women's rights, it's like we blanketed those too. You know, so mm -hmm. those aren't fully dealt with. There's still wage no. gaps when you're dealing with just being a person of color versus a white person, being a woman versus, you know, a man. That's why I tell people, I'm like, it even goes into the, the white race itself. It's like, even within that, the white men had to make sure that even though you look like me, I have to make sure I subdue you too and let you know your place as a white woman. You know, yeah. so it's like it's women's rights, it's gay, it's, it's literally everything, but race is the catalyst issue, you know? Because it, it affects the most people. And it's just that when it comes down to a priority, you know, it affects the most people in the world. So that's where we're at, you know, and that's what we're being forced to deal with and confront. But it's like, it's letting the people know at the top, you know, we see you, we're out in the streets. They don't want us out in the streets. This is no. hurting their dollar, you know, and they really don't want us doing it peacefully. They asked us to do it peacefully, but they don't even like that because it hurts their dollar. It looks bad. It looks and bad let me when there's say change something. happening on display, you know? And let me say something about that, about the people that are watching people be out in the streets. Oh, I, and if filming you are watching from Broadway bars? The street, <laughs> and then you're posting a, with your drink at a bar and you see protesters in the background of that picture, that's your privilege. You're a violent like, bystander. That is, you're not an innocent, you're, by, you're a violent bystander. That's what you're doing. Because silence yeah. is violence. Silence is, you, yeah. 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 That's and, the violence. <laughs> and like you said, like, I see you. Like, that is no longer allowed. That is no exactly. longer to be <clears throat> tolerated. Exactly. If we are free, and I've always said freedom is a loaded word, because mm -hmm. I don't feel free. And I, I've had many conversations with my dad, who is black, about this, because he's like, he grew, he was born in the 40s. So wow. you have to think of the life that he has seen. And he always says, but we are more free than I was. And I'm like, but exactly. we're not free enough. We're yeah. not free enough, dad. And I understand exactly. that you, as an older, in your late 70s black man, can't go mm -hmm. stand in a protest. You're not healthy. Exactly. Like, you that's fought not your job. And you, you fought so much. Yeah. You already did it. Now it's my job to carry on. Exactly. Because we're not free. We have the illusion exactly. of freedom. And, I, and that's everyone. Sorry, and that's I everyone. Wanna, I don't want to. That's not just black people. That I mean, you that's, drink that's out America of a the free. Fountain. You know? Like my that's father. America the free. Yeah. My father drank out of a colored drinking fountain. That's not that long ago. I'm not that old. I mean, that's like, just I'm one generation ago, you know, and for people yeah. to be like, well, we dealt with it. You know, how are you, how are you guys still dealing with that? I mean, have, shouldn't you guys have solved it by now? Because there are some white people that think black people should solve racism themselves. 
you know, so there's also that viewpoint. Black <laughs> you know, people can't like, solve I'm racism. sorry, my grandma dealt with it. Like, if she's dealing with, you know, a, a generational disease and that can be passed down to me, what makes you think that racism can and oppression? And even within my own mindset and how I operate as a black man in America and how I feel like I need to be, you know, and how I minimize myself and how I, you know, and, and not too loud sometimes, you know, and how I'm not bumping my music loud because I'll scare people, you know, because I have to, I have to make myself tolerable sometimes, no more, but because I have played a part in that, you know, so that is, that is genetic. That's in my blood. That's been taught to me. That is, that is a part of me that I also have to break, you know, so it's, it's yeah. not just white people that have to do the work, you know, it's like black people have been doing the work. People of color have been doing the work, you know, well, I had to learn my own history. Because I was raised in the white world by a white mom. Yeah, let's talk about that. I had to learn my history. Hold on one moment. We're gonna stand up. Ruby's Ruby's passionate about this issue. Our girl. Our She's girl. A party. Our girl. Like she's mad. I had to do my research. Ruby, but I'm happy. Ruby, Ruby, we feel you. We're doing this for you. We're doing this for you for biracial because you know my sister's asian and yeah. even in this i'll say this even in this covid stuff that's going on like the amount of racism towards asians because mm -hmm. of china because our president has said that's where this disease the comes chinese from. virus like not that racist. is fear that is fear Woo. ruby <laughs> chill ruby. chill yeah that's john you know john <laughs> So, like, that is a true, a true fact of, I think that we need to realize that this is not an issue that was solved, mm -hmm. and this is an issue that now it's our generation's turn to take yeah. the lead. Yeah, literally. And white people and to have continue to the be work. involved. To you have to be involved work. if you are white, because if you are not involved, our country was built for you exactly so you are the one that has to change so even unknowingly you are taking a part and you are and that's just white privilege and it's like i feel like a lot of people if they can just get that it's just like they have a place to start you know and like there's books for it like there's workshops for it you know and i can link you to it, read it hit me up you know because it shouldn't be that hard to just know that knowingly and unknowingly i've been a part of the issue and i'm gonna own it and listen no I've black person is issue. ever no black person is ever going to be mad at you for no. owning it. Like, I literally had a friend of mine who posted a post the other day. And, you know, and it's it's funny because I had had thoughts about her as a friend, even. You know, and she finally came out and she was like, you know what? I'm effing racist. This is me. And, like, this is what I've actually done. And I thought I was kind of doing the right thing. But even in that, I knew there was times that I wasn't. So I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to tell you that there's no more, though. I'm outing myself. So it's even, there's so much power in just transparency, you know? And I think as we, as we move towards that as a world and letting people know that our emotions are okay, it's okay to speak. It's okay to tell what's really going on. When I ask you what's going on, you shouldn't say good if you're not good. Because I'm asking no, you, you personally because I do care, you know? And I, I would love to talk about it because that's the real shit. I don't want to talk about my music that's coming out. I don't want to talk about my fucking, my Instagram followers, like, I want to talk about you. I want to get to the heart of you. I want to get to the heart of the human that is you. And even and if that means you educating you on your white privilege, because I see the human there, but I see the spirit that's attached to it, you know? So it's like for, and I think being woke, you know, and you don't have to be black to be woke, but like, if you, you can don't. see that, 
you're more educated than that person. You know, they're maybe white oppression is more strategic because they've just had the power for so long. So of course they have the resources and the strategy. But we have the education. We have, we've turned on the human link that is just empathy and said, I'm going to do it. And I'm actually going to try to help you out of it because you're so clouded and sick. I'm going to help you because we can get to this on the other side and work together. You know, it's just that easy. And it's like, sometimes you, even us as black people, we do have to have the conversations, you know, because it, and it's so second nature to us. It's not really hard because it's like we go through it so much. You know, we know what's going on. So we're, that's why we're so able to eloquently speak on it because it's just our second nature. You know, it, it's racism it has affected us since day one. You know, my mom told me people are going to like you because of the color of your skin. And that's just it. It's like, how do you process that as a kid? And why is that the world that you should be forced to live in? You know? Exactly. And I've always stated with myself, like I had to learn that I am a benefit of a massive amount of white privilege. Yeah. A massive amount. So let's talk about that. So, so let's talk about your I, parents a little bit. My, my mom is white. She died mm -hmm. when I was two years old and my grandmother yeah. raised me. Yeah. They're from Arkansas. Yeah. Like they are from Arkansas and they moved out here because of racism. My great grandma did. And I know we're going to, we're going to give her to my sister is what we're going to okay. do. Um, but, um, unless you calm down good girl and i grew up in white schools mm -hmm. i was the Same. only Same. black person also. there Same. the only black person there but i also went home to a white house where yeah. my mom was white my grandfather who we can discuss him later is white they did not let us my grandpa didn't let us post pictures of um janet jackson and things we weren't allowed to wow. go to oakland because it's dangerous Wow. I can go on and on about how racist that is. They didn't mean to be that racist. They weren't, they weren't educated enough. Yeah. Yes, they taught me about Martin Luther King and mm -hmm. they had me read books and I had black dolls, mm -hmm. but I also was able to be in the Girl Scouts, but my mom had to lead the Girl Scouts. Mm. I can't imagine the amount of people that probably weren't friends with her because her four kids were minorities, two wow. Korean, and too mixed. And my hair was brushed in an afro. The amount of teas I got, but I still was able to be in the streets that yeah. were 99% white, which wow. means the tax dollars were 99% white. white. Even my though you had a black dad, your mom was white. Yeah. I had great schooling. Wow. I was able to go to college because I had great schooling. Wow. I had music in class. I had all those benefits, you know, wow. all of them. That's such an interesting perspective from someone that has been able to, one, benefit and also be oppressed. That's such mm -hmm. an interesting perspective, you know? It's, wow. it's both. And even classmates of mine have posted on my Facebook and been like, I've always liked your hair. And I was like, but none of you guys said that. None of you guys said that to me. Okay. All of you guys talked about Little quick point, hair. little quick point, right? So even though white people hate us so much, why did they always try to make their skin darker? Why do they yeah. want to be like us? Why do they want to dance like us? Why do they want to take our TikTok dances and our music? And it, let, let me know, I'm not targeting anybody, but just the spirit of like cultural appropriation itself. You know, like, like Steffi just said, her friends coming back and saying, I always liked your hair, but it's like, but you made fun of me for it, but you made me feel different for it, you know? And like, but then you went and got a perm and turned your straight hair curly girl. So like, and, or got dreads, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's okay when you do it, 
it's okay when your skin's a little darker and when Kim Kardashian wants to be the same skin color as me because one day on a magazine cover she was. Yes, you know, she was. Like, it's okay for that, but for us, it's not okay. It's heartbreaking. Please well, continue your story. You want to be our, be our skin color, but you don't want to feel our. Pain. You don't want our issues. You want our rhythm, but you don't want our blues. Yes. You know, uh. and and so, and I'll and I'll say this quick story. I grew up in Pleasanton, California. Okay. And the cops knew me. Like it wasn't like I wasn't stopped a lot when I was like a kid, kid, because they knew my parents. But let me tell you, when I moved away and I came back to visit my parents and visit my family and friends, I got pulled over more than I ever did wow. when I lived there because they no longer knew me. Wow. I had an older car. Because wow. let me tell you, like you're 18, you're an artist, you're in college, mm -hmm. like you're not driving a nice car. Um, and I looked like a threat. I played my music a little louder. Yeah. Because I always did. Yeah. But when exactly. they knew me, that was fine. But once I left that environment and came back, wow. I, that's when I really started realizing, oh, oh. And when I had my boyfriend who lived in Oakland and I went there and I was like, oh, okay, you guys aren't dangerous. Yeah. You don't aren't dangerous. Yeah, they you just called it because it was a, a black part of town. So it was dangerous. just a black part of town, which was forced to be a black part of town because of the way the housing laws are, because of redlining. Like, people are like, oh, why all the black people live together? Because they had to. That they was their to. choice. Because when they were even allowed to finally buy houses, because the Fair Housing Act literally needed to be put in place because even after segregation, black people would go into certain neighborhoods with the money, you know, to put down the offers on homes. And, you know, real estate agents, housing associations would make sure that they didn't get, you know, put into those homes. And this is how, not only this, but this was a huge contribution to the wealth gap that we have in America between, you know, white people and black people. It's just so when they finally went to go get those houses, they weren't allowed to for years. Then they finally allowed them to, you know, because they were only allowed to be in certain neighborhoods for a while, which is like yep. what Stephanie's talking about. So when they finally did allow them to go in the white neighborhoods, purchase homes, they gave them really crappy loans really crappy subprime loans that they weren't giving to the white people that were still going to make sure and this is what systemicness is like they still wanted to make sure that even though you got the house your credit it's not really an investment because the loan is so bad you're going to yep. go into the red you're going to end up losing more money than you put in like it's still going to be bad for you so you won't be able to have the same you know wealth because it takes property and investments to build wealth and black yes. people have not been able to do that for years and it's been made super hard for us systemically it's, by white people at the top you know so it's like this is it's historical it's in the books it's fact you know but people still don't want to believe fact and things that have actually happened and it even goes to today people would not people don't want to believe a video that is live streamed from beginning to end that shows everything that's happened that shows these police in the streets yesterday you know the other day beating innocent people from beginning to end that did not incite that followed their rules killing my people on camera yeah. The revolution on is televised. The revolution is live streamed. And we would rather believe CNN that tells us anything rather than just go find out our history and learn for ourselves. That is the issue. We must be educated. To everybody in the chat, we got to be educated, y'all, as a people. Yes. As a whole people, all of us. We have and to realize that the media, the media, CNN, is controlled Fox, by money and corporations. Still controlled by white. By money and corporations. The only like thing we have is the free press, which is really uh, Twitter which is really you know? Twitter. 
Which and you guys should all appreciate like, that Twitter is standing and standing for truth. Exactly. Like that is a Facebook bold... is not standing for truth. Mark Zuckerberg nope. sided with Trump on his censorship shit the other, last week when he tried to put in when he did put in an executive order that yeah, he didn't even have the power to do because he didn't want to be. A lot of Facebook employees walked out, and where was that coverage? Where was that coverage on exactly of all the Facebook employees employee that quit last week and. He was already planning on quitting just because he actually hated the company so much and what the company stands for and their values. But he really made sure he quit on the day that Mark Zuckerberg sided with Trump, you know, last week on basically him wanting to still control the media and control what we do and, and have that power. And he was mm -hmm. basically said, he's like, I want to let y'all know I was quitting anyways, but especially today because I'm fucking over this, this corporation and how they act and who they're siding with. And you shouldn't trust them with your information and your data. You know, so it's like it's, we got to watch ourselves, you know, and it's hard. And people, and it's like a lot of people don't want to be woke. They don't want to deal with the truth because it's stressful. And a lot of people, especially people in privilege that can just go about their lives kind of under disguise, get ahead, do the thing. I know why it's easy. But think of your kids, man, because eventually it's going to start affecting more. It's, it's going to affect you, too. Because well, a lot of white like, people don't realize they're affected by classism itself, you know, which is rooted in white systemic oppression. Well, I look at my dad. And I, I bring up my dad a lot because he is such a powerful man who worked in the housing. He did mortgages. Mm -hmm. He is very well. He has always owned homes in white neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, even though he did not raise me, but that's because of racism as well. Yeah. And um, I'll go into that in a moment. Yeah. But it wasn't because he didn't want to. Um, but when you, he has said to me, and I live in Nashville, but I'm in California. And he's like, just be so careful about your protesting. Just be so careful about you talking to your boss because he's like, you don't understand how dangerous this fight can get. Literally. I'm not saying, so I'm not telling people to, to not become involved. I'm saying, please come involved because our black parents are worried about us standing yeah. on the front lines Yeah. because they know what police can do they know what our yeah. government can do i'm not yeah. saying that they're going to do it but they yeah. my dad's we've like please it. be we've careful seen he's it. like we've seen it this week know. he's like you don't know what somebody's going to find out what you stand for and go smash your windows and you won't even know who it is and it's not even the government it's the people that trump is mobilizing which are his followers and he's calling basically yeah. protesters terrorists which he did in a letter it just came out today you know mm -hmm. so it's like if you call someone a terrorist, of course, a very patriotic American is going to come and be like, let me find them. Let me go kill them. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you about a story that's breaking as we speak right now that seven people in Alabama were found in a house burned alive today. That only CNN has broken the story and they refuse to tell the race of the people. And my worst fear is that they're black. My worst fear, because how do seven adults burn in a house? Seven yep. adults and a dog. So it's like, this is the type of stuff we're worried about. It's more than just the police. And that's what we have to realize. We're yeah. starting with the police because we need to we need to have a force that can protect all people. Yes. That's the first thing when rebuilding a democracy and a place of peace and that's going to protect everybody. We need what? The police. Okay? So mm -hmm. we're starting with police reform. And that involves defunding the police and taking a lot of that money that's been used to like make them into this very systemic oppression force and putting it back into the black communities. Or and you know, just communities that haven't been given what they needed. It's like, these are the things that how we make a good society that they don't want us to think are supposed to happen. That we've we got to step had. up and realize that they are supposed to happen. And I'll say on, on two things. I first want to say the reason my dad 
because he does watch this, so I want him to know that I'm speaking his truth. Yeah. Like the reason my dad did not raise me is because my grandparents and the people on my white side didn't know him. The reason they didn't know him was because he was black. 20 minutes. Yeah, awesome, was black. So, the re so when my mom passed away, he's like, it's just better for you to be with the family that knows you. They don't know me. They mm. don't know that I'm not a thug on the street. They don't know that I'm a business. They don't know me. Wow. So he regrets it, obviously. Yeah. And hindsight's 2020. But he gave you away for a life of privilege, Steph. Yes. That, that story is literally, that says so much about America and that you had to, that's so deep. That's literally a book. Yeah. That's a book. Yeah. Yeah, and he wow. did. And I had a great, and I always say, I'm like, I had a great, for the most part, there's always issues in life, but I had a great base life yeah. that I would not have had if my dad had raised me. Exactly. Would I have been, would I have understood black culture more? Would I have had to do as much research when yeah. I turned 16, 17? No. To learn that part of yourself. Yeah, I w and I had to. I had to yeah. get books. I had to talk to my black friends. I had to have my, my boyfriend be like, girl, you can't say that. Like, wow. you know you're black, right? And I'm like, wow. oh. Oh That's yeah, deep. he That's like, deep. I had to understand when my friend said, you're talking white, that that is so racist. Um, yeah. White is not a conversation, folks. You can be Hello. educated of every race. So Hello. Does not, I'm, I'm sorry that I read. It's just culture and the way you speak because you're from a certain region. I mean, hello, yeah. like it has nothing to do with education. Like it doesn't. Gosh. And so. That's just linguistics, you know? <laughs> Yes, it's, it's ridiculous. Like the things I think about, like yesterday I was talking about, the amount of times I've been pulled over, I've probably been pulled over 30 times when I count wow. myself driving, being a passenger of a car, when you're wow. in LA, DC, yeah. the Bay Area. I heard LA is just horrible with that stuff. Like, I mean, LA, LA PD. <laughs> LA, I would get cops looking at my car when I was parked across from my home. That's what happens. They'll shoot you at your house. Like, They'll shoot Brianna Taylor in her house when they had the wrong house. Don't let you think that just because you're at home, you're safe because you ain't. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> are you lost? Do you need to find something? And I'm like, I live right there, folks. Uh, I live right in that house. I pay that bill. Like, wow. this is my neighborhood. My dollars go to this community. Wow. And I'm, and I'm saying this as somebody who is light. Exactly. I am very light-skinned. Exactly. And don't so get wrong that, you, that being light-skinned and dark-skinned is not a real thing. Wow. It is a, it's a real thing, even in the black community. And I say, colorism. black community, we need to come together and, and yep. cut that shit. Colorism, it happens in the black it is, community. It is not necessary. And that's actually just a condition of white, you know, oppression that they put into our community. So well, it's, it's basically the like, same racism, you know, just repeating yeah. itself in a very brainwashed way within the black community to make people think, because you're lighter, oh, well, you didn't have it as hard. So like, you just get everything, you know? So it's just... It, it's a sickness and it's on all of us, you know? Mm -hmm. And we gotta realize it affects us all in everything that we do and it's deep. And you don't wanna face it because you don't wanna realize that you've been under control and that you've also been part of the issue or just under it, you know? Mm -hmm. You have to because there's freedom and knowledge and being like, you know what? I don't have to be a part of that. And when I see it, I can call it out. There's freedom in that, you know? It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And I want to get to also, um, I know we are limited on time, but I want to talk yeah. about the riots yeah. and people talking about the riots. Yeah. Um, and I want you to know, and, and I'm saying this to people on here and that will rewatch, learn about Black Wall Street. 
learn about Black Wall Street. Stonewall riots. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. they learn how whites burned down the richest community in America that was all black mm -hmm. in 1921 in riot. They didn't want people getting ahead because they wanted to get their point across and heard. Yeah. They didn't want niggers because that's what they, they call want, us. They don't want they them with generation. They didn't want them. And being learn ahead. about learn about why the civil rights movement passed. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated for being peaceful. peaceful. So was Malcolm X, folks. And that was after and he lived the life of also being, days. after being a life of constantly being threatened, his house being bombed, them trying to kill his family. But we yeah. don't talk about that stuff his because friends. they only taught that to us in the history classes for about a week every year. Because it's, yeah. too, it's too heavy. It's, we're trying to move on. We don't want you to know about it because we don't want you to know our history because we want you to what? Repeat it. And that's why we're in the 60s again. Hello. And Continue. just remember also, if you have the chance, read about Malcolm X. Because the way that white Texans And the Black Panthers. And the Black Panthers portray them is wrong. They are not violent, Hello. evil They're doing people. the same thing that we're doing now. And they were honestly doing it a little harder. But we're going to yeah. get there soon. We're going to have our, our people soon together and, yeah. and really mobilized. But they were doing the same thing we were doing. And they were being told that they were not peaceful. Mm -hmm. but they, were, they were literally hosing them and sicking dogs on them at peaceful protests. That's the thing, y'all. We have to understand that our history. We have to be able to call out a lie when they tell it to us, even if it's in a history book, even if it's on CNN. If you know the you truth, you know the truth, and you have to stand on it. That's it. And watch. And I'm not saying people how to vote, but my belief is that Trump is the devil and he's evil. Just gonna say, he's one of the most dangerous humans. Um, and then you have Pence and Mitch McConnell. They are dangerous. Oh my goodness, Mitch McConnell. But watch his tweets. He looks so When he scary. tweets oh about dogs, that is, he's saying that for a reason because they sicked dogs on us in the past. So when he says, if you cross these gates, dogs are gonna come get you, he knows what he's saying. He's not using his words. He's not as stupid as people think. Exactly, and when Trump said, you know, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, which was a phrase that literally someone in the, you know, civil rights movement, a white person, had used, you know, so it's just like, or that he used, I think it was in the Rodney King riots, actually. Yeah. It was one of those that, so he's like, he's using terminology that the KKK has used before because Trump's in the KKK, if you want to believe it or not. And that can be my opinion, but Trump's dad was in the KKK and got arrested at a, at a KKK well, rally. Trump reads so what would make Hitler. you think that his son ain't in it? What would make you think that? And when we say that, that history repeats itself, look at how Mussolini and Hitler started. They didn't start as evil folks. They didn't start as people hating them. You yep. start small. You start yep. creating divisiveness. You yep. start with your rhetoric. And Seeds then the discord. you have Seeds the discord. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when people go, oh, well, he's not Hitler. Not yet. Not I mean, yet. But I still think he is. I mean, I mean, I mean did dying. you see the pictures that were basically side by side? It, was, it yeah. could have been a TVT, you know, throwback Tuesday. Like, yes. come on, he's Hitler. Hitler. Right. And so I, when I say vote, he just has I less say, hair. Just I less say hair. vote because my life depends on it. My yeah. life depends on your vote. My child's life. Federal I shouldn't be scared vocal. to have kids. All and I'm scared. So I'm like, look at this generation. I want to make sure they're safe. I look yeah. at my nephews. I look at my, my family and I go, mm. Mm. no more. I want no generational more. wealth. No and I more. do. And I want to say, and I'll um, post this on my stories. Yeah. But a friend of mine um, in D.C. is doing a starting a thing for 
the week of the 19th of June, which is Juneteenth. So if you don't know about Juneteenth, also know about that, folks. Our independence and why we don't like really celebrating July 4th because Juneteenth is our independence. Yes. And so I, I hope that everybody will celebrate Juneteenth and not July 4th because Hello. That's, and ain't yeah. nothing wrong with it, y'all. Because the Star Spangled Banner that they sing on it had a verse in there that was about the slaves, okay? So don't let them tell you different. Know, yes. your, know your fucking history. That's learn the Black it. National Anthem. I'm sorry anthem. to cuss, but... Jeez, Lift every man. voice and sing. Like, learn uh, the Black National Anthem. It is positive. It is inclusive. Um, but on this effort, it's to shop at Black businesses for that week. Support just Black businesses as much as possible. I'll be having a list for Nashville and LA and, yeah. and posting a lot of resources and I'll link online page shopping, as well. Online shopping, online merchants. And honestly, just if you buy a shirt like this, away, even this, like, like this yeah, is exactly, a Rosa Parks shirt. shirt. Yeah. Make sure you buy it from a black business. Don't exactly. just go buy it from Amazon, folks. Bezos has enough money. Make sure you're supporting black Etsy shops, black things, because that's how they get generational wealth. Exactly. I'm about... That's how you, you, you can be a part of the change. You can be a part of giving us something, you know? Give us your dollar. Share yeah. our music. Buy our shit. We and make good shit. And the thing is, y'all take our, they take our shit. I'm not going to say y'all, but they, because they yeah. is like the, the oppressors. And that's not the allies. But they take our shit and like make money off of it. And Justin Timberlake goes and runs with our music. And, and then, then really turns off only his posts one post for us and like never really stands up for black people in his life and just appropriates us the whole time. That's what happens. So that's why you support black. You know, that's what yes. she's saying. And he turns off his comments. I'll put him on blast. Turn on your comments when yeah. you speak about race. Exactly. So you can see the racist people that are following you. Yes. And then make your decisions based on that. Don't be afraid to lose a race as a follower, folks, because we'll we'll come on in and we'll follow you and we'll support you. And the you thing is, it's just for any creatives that are in the chat, it's just like, you losing that person, just know that there are like 10 people that believe exactly what you believe and the reason why you lost that person that are just waiting to find you and that are going to find you. And that when you're later on in your life and your career and you made these important moves today, you're just going to be at such a better place, you know, because you, you'll just be a better person. That's just it, you know. Make the choice today. It's for everyone. You can't go wrong. And I think that that just needs to be stressed, you know. And there's a lot of things you can do. And we talked about a lot of stuff earlier, but I think right now the immediate change is controlling the dollar, controlling the narrative, controlling, you know, our conversations, and then controlling the voting. We have to rock the vote. And we need Stacey, again, not that you to vote for, but hopefully we get a black woman in office for the first time, Stacey Abrams, which is going to go in there and like, and I really believe evoke some change. So, you know, we have this. We have hope, guys. We have yeah. hope. They don't want us to believe that we do. You know, and I know it gets dark and I know it gets hard. And I know life's tough even without the, dealing with this shit, you know? Yeah. And life's stressful, but imagine me and, my, and the stress is on top of me. Imagine Steffi and the stress is on top of her. So for the better of the people, and again, it's not just black people, it's a human race issue and it affects people in every country, every continent. And it has in pretty much every, you know, every moment in history. You can go back and see, you know, white systemic racism playing a part. Yes. You know, back to the lynching of Jesus, because Jesus was a believer in the, the love for all people. And the Romans hated it because he hated that message. So what did they do? You know, they hung him on a cross on a tree, but they made us think that he was sacrificed, you know. But no, he was killed also because they hated him. Not yeah. that he was even black. He might have been Middle Eastern, but again, a person of color because yeah. he stood against and because he and because he had a following. 
And that's how, it, again, it goes way back. That's how dark it is. And because you're peaceful, what do they do? They persecute you. Yeah. So guys, continue to be what? Thanks for listening to this episode of Jacques Talk. If you want to watch the visual podcast, they're streaming on Instagram, Stephanie Jacques Music.